Coaches, what is up? Welcome to episode 28 of Keep Your Pads Down. We are now in week three of the football season down here in Texas, and we are rolling right along, and I hope this episode finds you and your program doing well. And I'm excited to uh, to really get into our episode today because today we are talking with Coach Jay Jensen, defensive coordinator at Taylor High School in Katy, Texas. Coach Jensen grew up in Katy and went to May Creek High School before heading to Eastern New Mexico University play center and offensive guard for the Greyhounds, where he was second team all LSC and second team all West region in 1999. Coach Jensen has coached for 16 years, making stops at Morton Ranch Junior High, Maid Creek High School, Aleaf Taylor High School, all before coming to James E. Taylor High School in Katy, where he is the defensive coordinator, defensive line coach, and strength and conditioning coordinator for the Mustangs. In addition to his coaching duties at Katy, Taylor Coach Jensen is also the president of Texas High School Powerlifting Association. Today, Coach Jensen walks us through several of his drills that he uses for his defensive line and the importance of hammering fundamentals with your guys, particularly as you get into the season. And we also touch on things that D-lines would do that used to give him fits when he was coaching O-line. So a lot of interesting stuff for you to get today out of, out of this episode and, and definitely plenty of meat for you. So coaches, if you're taking time out of your busy schedule this week to listen to this episode, I can promise you that your time won't be wasted and that you will get better. So here we go. Let's jump right into it. Here's Coach Jay Jensen on episode 28 of KYPD. Coach Jensen, thank you so much for taking some time out of your game prep this week to join us on the podcast today. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. I'm excited to talk a little ball and uh, reach out to all the D-line coaches out there. Well, yeah, and, and you know, you're currently the D-line coach and the defense coordinator over there at Katie Taylor, but uh, I, I guess you're probably okay sharing this because you told me, but you actually have an O-line background. So talk to us a little about that and, and, and your journey through the game of football up to this point. All right. Well, I played I played offensive line my whole life. I was a, I was a center uh, primarily in high school. I grew up in Houston, Texas. I played at Mill Creek High School. Um, I played center, and I went to Eastern New Mexico University, and I, I played center, and I ended up playing some guard there as well. And so I had an O-line background, got into coaching. I was an offensive line coach for eight years. I coached the, the offensive line and offensive coordinator, special teams coordinator, and kind of worked my way through there. And then uh, when I came to KD, I flipped over to defense, Um seven years ago flipped over to defense and been D-line ever since and love it, love coaching defense. And, you know, I haven't looked, haven't looked back since then. So I enjoy, you know, being on the other side of the ball, I think taught me a lot about what gave me troubles as an offensive lineman and as an offensive line coach. And so I kind of know, you know, the things to look for and the things to attack on an, on an O-line. And I think that's helped me transition into defense. Yeah, and I definitely want to ask you about that uh, here in, in a little bit. Uh, but let's back up really quick. Uh, so you're playing at Eastern New Mexico. Uh, did you always know you wanted to coach? How, how did you How did you get into coaching in the first place? I did. I, I knew I wanted to coach. My mom was a teacher my whole life, and my dad coached us growing up in, in all the sports and the youth sports, every sport. And so, uh, you know, I, I used to sit there and say, man, this, this having summers off is pretty cool. My mom has all summer off, and you go pick up the – go walk out to the mailbox, and she still gets paid and all that other stuff. And I did, no one told me when you got into coaching that you were, you were working all summer coaching, but – just joking. I mean, it's it's a you know definitely love it, and uh, I knew from the time I was probably eight or nine years old that I was going to play the game as long as I could, and as soon as I couldn't play, I was going to coach. 
you know, I saw the way that, that people looked up to my dad and the admiration they had for him and then the coaches I had and how much I admired them and really looked up to my high school head coach, Joe Sheffy, and and just, you know, I, I knew that this is what I wanted to do and, and share my knowledge and share my passion for the game with, with young men and help them become help them become men yeah. in life. And, and so many kids are, are craving it and need the leadership and need the guidance and our job so much more than football coaches, you know, is developing these developing these young young men and into becoming members of society and becoming men and showing them how to do right. Right. Yeah, of course. You mentioned your mom and your dad and, and your head coach in high school. Uh, who are some guys that, that you've coached with along the way who've kind of molded and shaped you as a coach and the coach that you are that you are now? Uh, just you know, having the opportunity, I got hired back by um, by my by high school head coach and getting to coach with him and to see him kind of on the other side of it. Isn't Joe Sheffy and he's awesome and you know just being able to coach with Johnny Butterfield, a great defensive line coach, and seeing the, the technique and the, the things that he taught to the guys. And the intensity and passion that he brought to the position, you know, just always on the other side of that. Our defensive coordinator in college, a guy named Mark Roboto, he he was awesome. He's a, he's a defense coordinator at uh, Wolfer Friendship High School right now. But just the relationships and the things he did to, to help us grow and expand and, and become better better football players with better knowledge and better understanding and better teammates and all that stuff. I mean. Just awesome, and I've, I've coached with a lot of guys that are great. To, uh, Chad Simmons, our current head coach now, he's awesome. He's un, un, unbelievable uh, fundamentally with defense, and he had a great run. He was the defense coordinator for a long time at Cinco Ranch High School and did a great job. I mean, years of consistency and just, just being lights out and learning from him now, kind of being you know being with him and under him and, and just learning little cues and different things that he knows. I mean, just, just awesome. The, the guys that I've had the opportunity to work with and the, the knowledge that they bring to the game and kind of just picking up a little bit from all of them and, and trying to learn all I can. I always keep a growth mindset and I'm trying to learn something every day, you know, one, one, one new thing at least every day and just continue to get better and continue to, to mold, mold my craft and help these uh, guys play the best that they can. Well, coach, you mentioned, uh, you know, some of your stops and just, you know, obviously you've been in some great places and been around some, some, some outstanding coaches what what are some some highlights from some of the stops that you made as a coach, whether it be games or kids or situations that you've been in that that stick out to you? Uh, I think just you know just just all of it all of it put together. I started in junior high. You know, I started. I worked my way up. I started in junior high, and you know, just seeing the seeing coaching the eight C my first year of the eighth grade C team, and seeing those guys grow and continue to get better and continue to improve, and and just learning. I mean, just learning it learning it all. You know, just learning everything, and then. Uh, going back to my alma mater, going to May Creek, and we had the opportunity got back in the playoffs for the first time uh, in 2008 since since my senior year in '98, we were able to get back in the playoffs, and that was that was awesome for the community and for the school. And going to Aleve Taylor after that, and Aleve Taylor, we won. Uh, I was there four years, we were able to win three district championships, and you know, just surrounded by by great athletes, you know, five or six NFL kids, and and just you know, just just being a part of that and learning learning a ton on that, and then coming to Katie Taylor and kind of kind of help resurrect the program at Katie Taylor. They had won three games the previous two years before we got in there, and we were able to go eight and four the first year and make the playoffs and kind of establish a, uh, you know, lunch pail mentality, just go to work and don't worry about the outcome. We're just going to bust our butt every day and, and do the best we can. And good things are going to come become uh, the byproduct of that hard work. So, you know, just being a part of that and, you know, now just staying a part of Taylor and helping it, you know, helping us grow and trying to improve and go from good to great is what we're trying to do now. So, 
you know, there's a lot of kids along the way, you know, a, a lot of special ones. I don't want to, you know, say a couple and leave any out, but just right. a lot of great kids. And, you know, the reason why I do what I do most definitely is, is for these kids and, and building relationships with them and helping them grow and helping them be, a, be better, be better young men and better football players and getting to see them chase their dreams and go play college ball. And, you know, guys getting to go on to the next level and chase their dream in the NFL and, just proud of the guys, all of them that are trying for the NFL have all graduated. You know, they're all college graduates. And, and uh, so they're chasing those dreams and, and have their degree to fall back on if it doesn't work out. So, yeah, you know, just kind of take a little bit from each school. You know, I hadn't, I hadn't won a state championship or anything like that. But just the daily battles, the daily battles of getting better at the schools I've been at has is, is been awesome. And seeing, you know, seeing the rewards in the kids' faces and how excited they are that we've been able to, you know, help them accomplish things that they never thought they could accomplish before. Yeah, yeah, of course. Well, so let's let's jump in now to some some really to some defensive line stuff. And, and again, you're going to have an interesting perspective here as we talk about this. And I'm going to ask you about it from an offensive line perspective on some of these things. But let's let's first by start off by talking about just some of your favorite everyday drills for defensive linemen. What are some things that you like to do? Some of those drills. For those of those guys who are maybe looking for something to pick up uh, during our individual time uh, in, in practice. What are some things that you're doing? Uh, to, to hit those fundamentals with your defensive linemen. I got you. We'll kind of, we'll kind of touch. I kind of go by, you know, by probably about six different or seven different things, excuse me, that, that we, that we look for. Okay. And, you know, first we have our stance and get off and we're, we're huge on stance. I have a, a, like a foot ladder, a metal foot ladder that we set out there and we work our stance at the foot ladder. So we'll have one foot in the ladder for working right hand stance, right foot out of the ladder, you know, toe right up against the ladder with our, with our, uh, with our hand, with our right hand down, and we're we're about a 60-40 team with the with the split on that. So that way, you know, I want to be able to walk by, and I want to be able to to step to balance, but still be able to move both directions. Because one of the biggest things for D linemen is they step too far on the first step, and they yep. end up getting zoned by offensive linemen moving, you know, moving laterally. Yeah. So we really we really stress getting the first step in the ground is our attack step, and then being able to adjust on our next steps. So the the ladder has proven to be great for that, and just just establishing that step and establishing that feel, and we do that every day to where it becomes you know becomes muscle memory, and and then now they're just trained on the step, and yeah, that's huge for us. We're we're big on we're big on stance and starting there, starting on the stance, and then getting the steps down. That's huge. That's huge for us, and and you know really we we're going to do that every day. So we start out, and it's just just they're all going. So we have a bunch of ladders set out, and they're all facing a coach, and. You know, we're holding up our holding up our right hand, and they get out of their stance. You know, whenever we always we, we don't we don't call any snap counts other than trying to draw them off sides. So everything's on movement. Yeah. Uh, every drill, every drill we do, we never start on hit uh, defensively at all. I mean, or, or whistle or anything like that. We start on movement. We keep movement because uh, that's what that's what we're looking for. So everything yeah. we do is based on that. But so I mean, we'll drop a hand and they'll step to balance, and then they'll play out of the they'll play out their next two steps out of the ladder just to make sure we're getting our attack step down and then we adjust on the next two. And so whatever way we're pointing or we'll give them a, you know, a reaction where we, we snap and then fire a hand late to where they get, they've got to step, see it and react or whatever and, and step out of the ladder and make sure the steps are all under. And we'll make them hold that position. So all right, you feel like you're strong in this position. Can you make a play? Could you push right? Could you push left? Could you go either direction? All right, good. That way they, they know when they start feeling that, that perfect, uh, perfect, you know, step punch combination and know exactly where, where he is, yeah. whether it's a push, you know, a block, a block coming at him. We call that a push and we're going to fight pressure with pressure or a squeeze and the guy moving away. So after we do that, we'll, we'll tell him partner up and we'll put a guy facing us. and We'll give that guy a direction. So that guy's stepping either away from him and now they've got to get their steps in the ladder and squeeze the 
squeeze the other lineman if he's stepping away or that guy's trying to cross their face and they have to punch. But either way, they're always maintaining that gap leverage. You know, whether we start out right shoulder to right shoulder, left shoulder to left shoulder, we're always maintaining our gap leverage um, to play our base defense. And we start with that every day. I mean, it's, and it's quick. It's, it's maybe five minutes at the start of practice and we move on to our, our whatever else we need to do. The second thing that we're, that we're huge on is going to be blow delivery. And, you know, after we've taken our, after we've taken our step, we're not going to cock back. We're going to punch. We're attacking, we're attacking the chest. And we always try to say up front, he who controls the chest controls life. So that's, you know, that's huge as, as offensive lines always fighting for the chest. And we're fighting for the chest as well to control. So normally we come out of the ladders and we go over to the low boys and our low boys are, are up against the concrete so they don't move. And they're, everyone's down in a low stance and we're playing and everybody's coming off. We fire off. We punch those low boys. And everybody's flat. When everyone's locked out, or when they're locked out, and their feet are their feet are moving and they're solid, I'll give them a command, and they rip off the low boy and, and sit down to the next step. And sometimes we have a guy back with a bag, rolling the bag, and they'll rip off and make a tackle, or they just rip off and sit down. And then we'll give them the next reaction, and then they'll work flat down the heel line, one way or the other, coming off that uh, coming off that low boy. So blow delivery is huge for us. We want to punch. We want to uh, land our hands. So we're constantly doing, giving them targets, and really trying to trying to tighten down our focus on on landing those hands um, to control them, so we can stay in our gap and control the linemen as well. Uh, as soon as we we come off those, we normally split. Uh, I have a I'm a defensive ends coach. We have another guy coaches our noses and tackles, and so we're able to split up. We have a two man left sled, and we also have a sliding reactor sled uh, that both have, that both have the lever punch on it so we work on the two man we'll have two guys going same type thing and they'll punch and, and rip off and we'll either have a roll dummy or something like that to where we're either working off block with tackle tech or just on the punch and they punch and explode pop up those left sleds they have their feet moving we give them a stimulus and they rip off whatever the move of the day is if we're working you know some kind of handover on the escape or we're working some kind of dip rip whatever we got going that day and they're always coming off so we're and we have drills we can make as easy as all we're doing today is punching the left sled you know, where tomorrow we'll add the tackle. The next day we might add off block and, and then a tackle flat, you know, wherever it goes or just a stimulus or a screen or something like that. It depends on what we're trying to focus on. So it allows us to have like level one drills, level two drills, level three drills, you know, yeah. just add, yeah. adding different stimulus in there. But um, as I'm doing the punch on the two man, the, the tackles and nose coach might be on the reactor sled and we'll always have the sled beating us. So we're in a, you know, in the, the sled's in the dominant position. And as soon as the sled moves, we, we make them punch it, react and try to fight there, you know, try to fight outside and not get reached by the, yeah. by the, uh, by the bag on the reactor sled. So it really makes them come out of their hips and punch in the sled and lift it or else they're not going to be able to get that, that good lift on the sled. Right. So we're, we're huge on that. I mean, we stress it and, you know, if they don't do it right, they go again. Yeah. You know, and it, 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 we're able to do that because we split the numbers up between me and the other coach. And, right. You know, we can make them go. We can make them do it right. You know, it's old saying, you know, you don't do it till you get it right, do it till you can't get it wrong. And so, so we're on that and we'll do that. And we have, you know, a variety of drills. We do hip strike drills, the same as everybody on the low boys too, out of stances. And we'll also come out of a four point or out of a six point explosion. Yeah. We're just learning to launch and really, really bring our hips. And we tell them, you know, if you, if you throw your hips hard enough and punch, the feet will come, the feet will come as well. And it's kind of that natural progression of steps. And so we'll hit that. We also do pre-lock drills on our blow delivery, we kind of rotate through those. We'll do a pre-lock drill where, you know, we, we just have the offensive lineman just totally lean all his body weight into the D lineman. And I'm just, they're sitting there, you know, and I give a cue and then I give a cue and they got to whip and lock that lineman out and, and, you know, get their hips going and lock the lineman out and, and thrust their hips. So that's a good one. And then we'll work off block 
coming out of the pre-strike or whatever whatever we're focused on for the day. Um, after we after we hit our blow delivery, we're normally on to like block recognition drills, and uh, on those we want to be able to realize like we're we're locked in, we're keyed in right on the hip, or excuse me, right on the knee of the offensive lineman, telling us is it a zone at me, is it a zone away, is it a pass set, is it a ba- excuse me, is it a reach at me, is it a reach away, and so we're we're repping all those things. We'll just partner them up. And we, we fly through as many reps as we can. I just give commands, I zone away or whatever. And I'm just, I'm using my fingers and they're either getting a push at them where they're fighting pressure. They're getting a squeeze where they're squeezing a down block. They're getting a guy trying to reach them and they're, they're fighting and, and starting to stay square while fighting outside or they're getting a down block and they're squeezing that or they're getting a pass set and they're having to react and go into pass rush mode at that point. So we really like that. Uh, we do, we do a two on one drill with our inside guys when we're working doubles and making sure that we land our hands on the man that we're supposed to. Throwing our hip into that double team coming and trying off pass so they can't run a smooth double team. That's the whole key. You know, as an offensive line coach, you want the first guy to be able to get movement or else the double team doesn't work. You know, right. so we're right. flipping the other side of it. We're really trying to blast, you know, if we're playing a two line, that guy's blasting that A gap and knocking that knocking that guard back, you know, so that center can't come chip over on him and get a clean a, a good, clean, smooth release. Or yep. if I'm a three if I'm a three technique, you know, I'm making sure I punch that guard before that tackle can double down on me. And, uh, and trying to knock that guard back, you know, but just being sure that we get our hands on the guy we're supposed to. Uh, and then we'll do a one-on-two with that as well, where you kind of get twice as many reps, which is good, where you have one offensive lineman and we have a defensive lineman on each one of the shoulders. So they're all, one's always getting a, you know, a reach and the other's always getting a down and one's getting a push, one's getting a squeeze. And, oh, yeah. You know, so we're getting, yeah, so we're getting twice the reps with that, uh, which is good as well. So we're, you know, and then we, we work, uh, we work winning and losing with our offensive line all the time. And we have a special teams period at the beginning and most of our guys on, on the, uh, like kickoff and stuff like that. So we're just, we're just switch off with those guys and work a reach drill, you know, where they're, where they're beating us. So they're, you know, we're, they're in the dominant position and we're just going straight down the line trying to stay square and trying to push pull and fight outside those guys, uh, like a reach block. And then the next time we'll be winning. And they'll be trying to fight, and we'll have to, you know, and they'll teach our guys to, to press that outside arm and pull with the inside, set their hips, you know, set their hips and really press and, and work. So it's it's good as far as that goes. But, you know, just as far as working zone reads and stuff with the defensive ends, and now there's so many different kinds of reads and different kinds of blocks that come at those guys. So we're constantly working squeeze, pull from the offensive line. We're working squeeze, kick by the H-backs, and H-backs coming in motion and, and being real tight. I mean, even – you know, we see to the fact where they'll be in between the center and guard, you know, coming smooth off a double team, trying to kick us out at the defensive end. So we're, you know, we're going to, we're going to spill that a majority of the time. So we're really fighting to, to get down there and just training our eyes to, when I get a down block, training them down the line of scrimmage and drive a puller coming at me, I don't. And then I read to my triangle in the backfield. And it's just, you know, it's a lot of, a lot for those guys going on on the edge these days. And, um, so we're just, we're constantly wanting to be able to read blocks and, you know, playing G blocks, playing playing choke blocks. We're always fighting and, and doing different things like that um, with the, with block recognition. Um, boot contain is another drill that we do. So we're we're constantly you know throwing plays at him. Then with the fullback avoiding, so the fullback was trying to come kick me on this last play. And now he's kind of avoiding and ripping and trying to get out to the flats because they're running power pass or they're running something where they're slipping him now, but you know, still trying to use our technique against us, knowing that we're going to, you know, be down there squeezing and spilling. So, I mean, just trying to recognize, you know, recognize boot action or recognize blocking schemes, whatever it is to where we're picking that up and maybe getting, you know, on the quarterback account faster than we would be if we're, if we, if we couldn't recognize it. So we're just looking at those blocks that we feel like it was trouble 
you know, all week or blocks that are, you know, things that we need to key and we're, and we're constantly trying to do block recognition, whether it's just five minutes where they're seeing it, seeing it, seeing it by the end of the week, they've seen it for 30 minutes before the ball game, you know, plus every time that we're doing drills. So it's just 30 extra minutes or whatever we can get in. We're constantly trying to steal, you know, steal a minute here, a minute there just to get better. Right. Right. Um, staying under the shoots. I mean, shoots is huge too for us. I forgot to bring that up with our, with our stance and get off, but we get under the shoots and, come out and make sure that we're playing low and staying low. Our district's a heavy run district. So, you know, you better be able to, you better be able to play the run first. We always tell our guys, you earn the right to rush the passer. Yeah, that's so right. It's, you that's know, they're right. going to run that football, man. And I'm sure a lot of people are like, you know, are the same as us, but we're going to play the run constantly pretty much. And you get to third down and you got to go get it. You know, and you have to be able to go pass rush and everybody's so much RPO these days that it kind of takes a lot of the pass rush out of it because your guys are playing the run first and they yeah. recognize it. RPO and then trying to get off or just get hands up or whatever it might be. So it's, you know, it's just kind of, kind of a different ball game for, for the, for, from how it used to be. Yep. Uh, next thing we, we're going to do is we're going to, we're going to have some kind of escape drill every day where we're working an off block and depends on what we're working a two hand shot, a throw, a salute, a swim, a rip. I mean, we work different stuff and they'll say, Hey, the move of the day is this. And, and, you know, we're trying to look for opportunities. And as I always tell them is we're just, we're giving you like a, a toolbox full of moves. Yeah. And you just have to know when to use them at the right time. You know, are their hands high? We're going low. You know, do we need to press their hands up and go under? Do we need to smack their hands down? So, I mean, we're just, we're trying to, we're trying to teach them everything to where they can just use the counter of whatever the other team uses. We've got a counter for it. And we're going to be, you know, we're going to be ready to go as far as that goes. So we work escape and we're working escape coming off block with, you know, a tackle tech where, you know, we tackle the rings a lot and, this where we're you know we fight we want to stay on the block as long as we can to maintain our gap and then finally start ripping off and escaping you know on any kind of inside play of course the outside play we might rip off a little sooner and get flat but we're just you know we're always trying to do that and then we always want to stress you know stress tackling as well that's huge and with everyone being out of a certified and being safe you know we're, we're like anybody we're trying to take away space and be sure that we're attacking that near hip and have our near shoulder up and, and playing football the way it's supposed to be played so like escapes and obviously once you escape you're you're flying you know you're make, going in there to make a tackle so we'll work you know we work a zone read tackle we work a combo tackle a solo tackle um the track and uh, gain and roll tackle so we're just we're constantly we're constantly locked in trying to teach them the proper angles of, of making plays and just always trying to come off whatever drill we're doing whatever we do i mean fighting a sled ripping off and then we got a guy back there rolling a you know rolling a dummy and that guy having to fight it rip off and make a play or, you know, or whatever, or we got a guy dropping and they got to fight and rip off and, and go rush that passer and we'll turn it into a screen drill or something where now that guy turns. So now they've hit the sled, they've ripped off, got off the block, rushed the quarterback, quarterback through it, and they've turned the run to the ball. So I mean, we can, we can add, you know, whatever we want to those to make those better drills. Um, constantly working, working takeaways, um, which I'm sure everybody is. We have takeaway Tuesday where we really stress it, but. We're stressing in drills all the time. You know, if we got two guys in there that the second guy's ripping at the ball, we do a QB strip drill uh, where we work our pass rush and we're sacking the quarterback. You know, if I'm coming from the backside, my left hand's ensuring the tackle. I'm coming from the, the right side defensive end, my left hand's going to ensure the tackle. My right hand's coming over and stripping the stripping the quarterback's arm and trying to get in there and get the ball out. Uh, we're, we're huge on that. And, you know, we'll do match rip and punch where we're doing a combo tackle and guys coming in and making a play and the next guy's coming in trying to match the guy's hand and rip his hand off the football and get the ball out of there. Uh, we're big. We, we batted four passes in our, in our first scrimmage and 
which is good because we're, we're huge. I mean, we're kind of live by the motto of hands off, hands up. So the quarterback's front hand comes off the ball and yeah. our yeah. hands, our hands go up, you know, instinctively. And, and we're repping. I think anything that you want to see, you've got to rep, you know, guys talk about it all the time. Well, I told them, I told them to do that. Well, they're not, they're not going to do what they're told. They do what they, what they're going to do instinctively, you know? So that's what you've got to rep it and you got to drill it and you got to make sure the drill you're doing. But anytime someone's throwing that front hands off the ball, our hands are our hands are getting up, and we if we're in the backfield, we're going to run through the quarterback. We're not going to leave our feet. If we're at the line of scrimmage, we're going to jump. You know, we're in the backfield. We're going to leave our feet because quarterbacks will pump fake and get you up, and then they can then they get once you're off your feet, you have no control, and then get you. You know, then they'll juke you and end up being able to make the throw. So we're always going to run through once we're past the line of scrimmage, and uh, we're going to jump at the line of scrimmage. So it's, it's big. We do we do that. They're fighting a block, and then I'm back there, and my front hand comes off, and I rip a pass, and they're fighting off that block and batting the ball, and they don't know when we're going to throw it or anything like that. So, you know, that tip, tip, and then for linebackers to get picks or just, you know, to do whatever to break up the short game, make it, make it harder for them. Um, scoop and score, we're always doing that. Anytime we come off and we get the ball out, we're always picking it up and running towards our end zone. That way the game, they don't get confused and pick it up and just – run the other way because it's not instinctive for kids, for defensive kids to go score. A lot of them, some of them have never played offense before. So it's, you know, we're always working that, you know, you want to have the old Jim Marshall is running the wrong way. Yeah. You never want that to happen <laughs> to be one of your guys going the wrong way. So we're always just always trying to, trying to work that to where it becomes instinctive to them. Um, then after takeaways, we rest the passers. That's kind of the last thing we do, you know, is we've now learned the right to rest the passers. So we're really working you know, get offs if we're going some kind of jet or if we know it's a pass down and we, you know, we tell the kids, take your ears back and get after it. We're really working, you know, running the hoops and we're going to sprint to four and bend to six. You know, a lot of times the quarterbacks in the gun are going to take their drop and then they step up, they're throwing from six yards. So we want to sprint to four yards and then we're going to bend in to six yards. So anytime we got a jet or or we're cutting those ends loose, they're sprinting to four and bending to six. We practice that have have it set up out there for them to do that and be successful with that. And mm-hmm. always try to set up a uh, pop up that we have the pop up dummy that has the arms on it. Always yeah. try to set that up for the yeah. quarterback to where we're always coming through uh sack and strip fumble and, and trying to get the ball out of there. Um so then we'll work, you know, and then we work our different moves. We'll work a you know a club rib, uh club chop, whatever we got going, uh chop rip. I mean different things that we're always trying to work. Different kids and kind of see what their strengths are and give them moves to do when we're, we're cutting back. But a lot of our stuff is, like I said, is going to be a counter to whatever you're doing. You know, if we come off and we start with a bull and you're giving it to us, we're going to keep pulling and yep. push you back into the quarterback, you know, and then once you settle down, we'll pull, pull. And, you know, we don't spin much unless we feel a helmet leaning on us or something like that. You know, that means the guy's leaning forward so hard that, that we can spin on them. And, and uh, you know, just coming from the offensive line as well, you know, I just when guys used to spin, a lot of times they would – you know, if there's no re- reason to spin, your old lineman is roll the barrel and yep. three punch them, and then they're right back there sitting yep. there. So, you know, we don't spin unless we just feel ahead. Like if that helmet's just totally leaning on us, and we know your whole body's leaning, that'd be the only time that, that we're going to spin pretty much. Yeah. Um, you know, other than a other than a wide defensive end just flying in and the tackle way over sets or something like that. But that's you know been, been few and far between with those kids. So. Uh, you know, mainly just we worked a ton of hands with that getting off and, and trying to beat. And when I say you beat the beat the hands, you beat the man. Yeah, so we're trying to we're trying to smack down arms. And like our school, we have huge offensive line. We've had, I mean, we've had six eight. We just had a kid that's at TCU now. He's six eight, three hundred and forty pounds right now. One of our tackles is six six, three thirty. We have a guard that's six four, like three fifty. We have another guard that's six five, three oh five. 
I mean, we've got it. We've got a ton of huge kids. And so when we first got there, I had like 200 pound defensive linemen. And so our big deal is we're going to attack the wrist. Like, so we've got, we got like ninjas where we were aiming and smacking that wrist and getting that, getting that outside arm to get knocked down to the offensive lineman. So we could get by that, by that shoulder, you know, knock the arm down and the shoulder is going to drop with it and we could swim them or dip or whatever. But it's really getting good and focusing on beating that wrist, beating that offensive lineman's wrist. And if he, you know, a good offensive lineman is going to keep his hands back and wait. So we've got to activate. So we'll, we'll fire the hand in there to try to trigger their hands to shoot up. So then we can come with our next counter move, you know, but if they shoot early, then we're going to double wash and we're going to club and we're just going to knock their hands down. You know, yeah. but if they don't, then we're going to have to do something to get their hands up. So we're going to go in and probably, you know, long arm with a speed bull or just start, have to start with a bull with you when your hands are back, you know, you got to start with a bull and then you just kind of feel what they're doing. Are they giving you the bull? Do they start leaning? Do they, do they drop their inside foot? Do they, are they open straight up? I mean, what are they, you know, what are they doing? So, yeah. So that's what a lot of our stuff's counter moves, you know, versus, yeah. versus unless we're just telling them to pin it back and running a jet or something. Now we got, you know, use your best move to go get to the quarterback. Just be sure that you do it within the scheme. You know, if you got a container, if you're a middle rusher or something like that, just make sure you do your job. But you know, go get it. You know, yeah. go get it. Yeah. But just make sure that you got you got enough moves to to do what you get to the quarterback. But do not let the guy escape or whatever we got going on. So we hit that. We hit the hoops. Uh, you know, to sprint out, cut drills like fighting off a defensive end, and then a running back coming to cut us out and cut us, and beating that guy, and then going and sacking the sacking the dummy, knocking the ball out. You know, ball, 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 having that guy pop up off the dummy and go scoop and score going the other way. Uh, we had, you know, we had one of those uh, four years ago. So that was, that was cool. You kind of got to see the drill come into fruition. Yeah. yeah. You know, which was, which was good. And that's, that's my biggest thing is I, that's what I tell them. Like the stuff we do, like you got to carry drill work to real work. Like I want all this stuff to show up on film that you're doing what you're supposed to, that you're staying square, you're in your gap, you're punching. And you can explain, like, you can, they can tell you why we do what we do, which is what I think is important. You know, like, we're doing this because we, so we can stay square so that, you know, so we can make a play when the ball comes at us and they can't outrun us or outflank us or whatever. You know, we're squeezing this tackle to keep them off the wheel linebacker so that guy can, can, you know, do whatever. You know, I mean, just whatever we got going on, I like them to be able to explain to me, uh, why we do it and what they're getting out of the drill because then it makes them feel like, Hey, this drill is going to help me in real football. Right. Sometimes I think that kids feel like that, that you just do drills to do drills. You know, because I've not said it before. Like, what do you think we're just doing it to do it? Like, that's what we do. Yeah, <laughs> that's why exactly. you have to do this. And exactly. so I always want them to know, like, hey, like I'll show. I'll say, hey, look right there. There's that ball tip drill. What do you see? And back, oh, coach, I was I couldn't get there. As soon as his front hand came off, I just stuck my got my hands up and I tried to match his hand. Perfect. You know, or whatever. Yeah. You know, you just see him start doing it instinctively, like a three-step and your guy's firing off the ball and they come to cut and they're just well, in unison smacking down, smacking down all the cutters or something, man. And just you're like, all right, you know, they're getting it. They're, the, the drills are carrying over and they, they're yeah. doing what they're supposed to. I was going to say, it's definitely rewarding when you can see those drills pop up in game situations and the light comes on for those guys and they see, oh yeah, that stuff really does work. And then from that point on, like there, you got them, you know, they're, they're, yeah. they're in. And That's they right. Get they're, it. they're totally so, bought in. So, uh, well, Coach, great stuff, a lot of great stuff right there, and, and I hope I didn't cut you off there. Uh, I wanted to ask you, um, so l- l- let's say that I have uh, 15 minutes uh, of individual uh, right. for a practice that day. What, you know, of all that stuff that you covered, what's the most important, like how am I spending that 15 minutes if that's all I have for a single practice with my guys? What are some things that I got to hit? 
All right. Well, we're going to, we would start out, we would start out tag teaming the, if you, are you talking about if you're, if you're a single coach or can you split the drills? Yeah, we can, no, we can split it up. Yeah, sure. We can split it up. All right. So say you have two D line coaches. I'm going to start on the ladder with stance and steps and I'm going to have whoever, either the D ends or the interior guys, depending on what an even split is. The other guys are going to be starting out over on the low boys and we're going to mainly start punching and we're going to mainly start getting our stances right. We're going to flip that after about probably about two and a half minutes. And those guys, we, we have it all close to it, so there's not much room in between it. So they're right there onto the next one. We'll hit the other one for two and a half minutes when the other group comes over. Then we would go probably to our two-man, the two-man sled with the reactor sled, and we would split those up the same way. And we'd go two and a half minutes on the on the two-man, punching, ripping off, making a play, and then two and a half minutes on that reactor sled, fighting not to get reached or fighting a down block or whatever we're, we're trying to accomplish that day on that. And then um, – and then I would, we would split between the one man sled and the pop up dummies. And we'd be on the one man sled, just working our blow, working more blow delivery, punching, really having to work on that one man to pop it up, ripping off and making a play, uh, right shoulder and then left shoulder going both ways. And then, uh, and then the other, the other coach would be over on the, um, over on the pop up dummies, working, working hands on pass rush, clearing it, either stacking them tight, working tight hands, working through their bunny hop, uh, little bunny slalom. Or working, um, working some kind of pass rush coming off those and getting to the quarterback is what we do if we have 15 yeah. minutes. Yeah. Well, coach, that's all great stuff. I love it. I mean, if and it really wouldn't matter who you were playing that week, if you just took into the game those skills right there that you that you cover and all of those drills, then your guys are going to be in pretty good shape. You know, the other stuff. Again, this isn't a ideal situation, but if that's all that you had, you know, every day, and that's all you, those are the only skills you covered during the week. You know, the other stuff you can coach up a lot of stuff on film. You can coach a lot of stuff up in group work. But yes. I, I think that what, what you're talking about there is that's the stuff, like you said, every D lineman's got to be able to do, and they got to be great at it. Otherwise, all that other stuff that comes after that doesn't matter. Right, like if we can't control the line of scrimmage, if we're not punching, if we're taking horrible steps, then it doesn't really matter if we can rush the passer because they're not ever getting in third and long situations. They're just going to ram it down our throat. So um, I, I think that's a great reminder for all of us that man, sometimes it's 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 those fundamental drills, it's those basic, most you know just rudimentary drills that that we can sometimes forget about and get away from that we got to stick to. And that's right. When you look at when you look at most of your you know most of your games and most of the things, it, it's it's in my in my experience to studying and everything, it's been boiled down to fundamentals. You got beaten in one of the fundamental phases of the game, you know. And so that's what we're always going to stress fundamentals. We're going to be huge on technique, and we're toe is technique over everything. And we're going to you know we're going to make the plays we're supposed to make. We're not going to get out outside the scheme to make a play. I'm going to do my job. And we're yeah. huge on everybody doing their one eleventh. And our, our kids will tell you that. Hey, just do your one eleventh, okay? It's not about who makes the play? It's about all of us making the play. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, and that's what we always try to stress to them is that, you know, everyone in the stands that know they're clapping for that linebacker, but they don't see that, you know, you four guys just ate up five linemen so both those linebackers could run free. Right. But, but football people know and coaches know and your teammates know. Right. You know, so don't, you know, it's not, it's about us. It's not about you. And, you know, it's hard to kids these days. I think it's a little bit harder, you know, with, with social media is everything it has been about them always. Yeah, you know, and it's harder to find. You know, I, I don't know. Just it seems that it's it's harder to find selfless kids. You know, and it's you got to give it up. You got to sacrifice. You know, if I gotta if I gotta eat the trap and and spill and do my job, that's my job. Yep. You know, yep. I can't. Well, I thought I could beat him, coach, and run out there. No, you spill, and the next guy makes the play. The unblocked guy makes the play. You do your job. That's exactly right. And so and so, I think that they just have to see that they're valued for that. 
and you have to make a you have to make a big deal out of that stuff. That way, they really yeah. are being honored. Like we give points for spills, and yep. we have a defensive productivity chart, and we get points for for eating double teams and all that stuff. That way, sometimes those guys are our highest scores of the week, and they might have made you know one tackle with one assist during the game or something like right. that. Right. You know, but they but they did but they ended up the center and the guard the whole game, and the the linebacker ran free and made plays all night. So, I mean, it's, you know, that, that type of stuff's huge. And, and it, I think it's just building a culture, you know. And, you know, I think you guys have done a great job where you're at and kind of just building a culture where success is expected and the kids don't want to – they don't want to be the letdown. They don't want to let down what's what right. everyone else has done. So it's right. kind of feeds on itself and they, they bust their butt and work hard. And coaches continue, you know, because, you, you know, coaches are going to always press for excellence and hard work and – the kids have to want to do it. And it's, you know, once they've seen some success and you've made a big deal out of their little successes, then they're more willing to, they're more willing to go out on a limb and fight and sacrifice themselves for the betterment of the, of the team. That's exactly right. Well, coach, I, my next question, I'm going to steal it from another podcast and, and I'll go, okay. I'll go ahead and give them a shout out. Uh, Run the power podcast is a great, a great one to listen to, uh, you know, put on by, by two offensive guys, offensive line guys, and uh, r- really, a lot of great stuff that they put out. And and anytime when you listen to their to their episodes, they always close out with um, uh, they ask the guest, you know, if you're watching you're watching film uh, of an offensive line, what would it, that offensive line do to make you really respect their offensive line coach and really respect how those guys are coached and and really you know appreciate what they're doing? So I want to flip that around as a former offensive line guy. When you are watching a defensive line for you know for an up, of an upcoming opponent, you're watching film on a defensive line. What was it about that defensive line that made you go, "Wow, uh, those guys are really well coached, and those guys are going to give us a lot of problems"? Uh, I would say teams that teams that where guys played down the line of scrimmage and guys weren't running upfield. You know, sometimes you play teams where guys are running upfield, and you're like, "Man, we're going to trap this guy all day, or we're going to be able to run counter to the side all night." And I mean, it's. You know, teams that, that punch and play gap gap control defense and, and the guys the guys play hard. And there's nothing I mean, there's nothing wrong. There's attack and get to the heel line and we do that we do that. We don't just you know, do that we don't just punch all the time and we, we slam and we move and we do different things, but you know, just just guys that are guys that were, were well coached and when they slant and you're you're moving towards them that they're pushing and ricocheting and things like that. And they're not giving away which direction they're going by you know, which hands down and they don't have a ton of tells to where you can say, Oh, look at this guy. Every time this guy's in a right-handed stance, they're all slanting right. Or when this guy's in a left-handed stance, they're all slanting left or something like that. So that those little things are kind of what I look for. And then this, I always look for, do they hustle to the ball? You know, do you play a team where, where you throw a pass and the D lineman all stand by the quarterback and, and watch the ball down the field? Do you play a team where, you know, you better you better keep blocking those dudes after the ball's complete or else they're gonna run down the field. You know, if you throw a short pass, they're gonna be off you and running down the field making a play. So you better you better fight and teach your linemen to, you know, to your old linemen to run down field and try to, you know, cut those guys off after the ball's gone or stay with them. Yeah. You know, that's one big thing is that I look for is, you know, that's overall it was like do do you run to the ball? Do you have guys standing around watching or do you run to the ball and we reward our kids, you know, for we got 10 guys on the screen, everybody put the backside corner in the tight shot. You know, we reward them for stuff like that. Right. You know, where you're just, that's what I looked for. I look for how hard, like yeah. how hard, do you, how hard does your team play? Like, does your guy get cut and lay there? Does he get cut and pop up and fly down the field? You know, in reckless abandon trying to get in on the play, even though it's 40 yards down the field. You know I mean? That's, that's, that's coach. Kids don't intrinsically do that. You know, and I was, uh, Rod Marinelli is a huge one in the pros. He said, if you ever change speeds on a play, it's a loaf. Yep. You know, and we run for loafs, and whether I thought I could make the play or not, 
You know, I should have never slowed down. I should have played hard as I could from the snap of the ball to the echo of the whistle. And so that was one thing that I always looked for was do your guys do that or do they take plays off? Do they get tired? Do they, are they lazy? Will they let some dude whoop them? I mean, stuff like that, yeah. you know, is what I always look for is, you know, and I know there's different situations. Sometimes that's, that's the only players that might be at the school, you know, that, right. that you have, but, right. but, you know, I just, I just think that, you know, no matter where you at, you know, if you're a, a coach, a good coach can get kids to play hard. They can figure out what buttons to push and get the kids to play hard. At least they might not have the talent, but they can play as hard. And a, and a defensive line was how hard do you play? Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's, let's flip that question back around now. Now as a defensive line coach and you're watching and breaking down an opposing team's offensive line, what are some things that when you watch that offensive line that think that make you, that would cause you to think, wow, those guys are really coached up and they're going to give us some problems Friday night. So let's talk about the offensive line now. All right. Uh, I think guys like that don't tip and so many people are in, are in two point stances now, but you know, teams don't tip uh, real heavy in a stance on a run or really sitting back on a pass. You know, and, and some linemen even doing it in a two. I mean, there'll be sometimes on runs they're they're bent over way more, and on a pass they're sitting almost straight up. And so I'm looking for for stuff like that. I'm looking for you know that that man their feet their feet stay wide. They keep a good face. They're they're getting feet in the ground. They got both feet in the ground. They got a lot of cleats in the ground. They're going to be hard to catch with counter moves and off balance versus teams where they're taking real elongated steps and yeah. and not getting not getting their second step down. I'm like, all right, I know we can do some stuff to this, these guys because their their steps are way too long to be able to stop. You know, whatever we might be doing, whatever we want to yeah. do to try to take advantage of them. But I mean, I'm just I'm looking for that. I'm looking for offensive linemen that that don't punch right off the snap. You know, on a pass, they're sitting yep. back and kind of re- reading you and punching late. You know, and and guys that aren't you know like leaning to the left. I'm gonna pull left, so I'm kind of pointing that way. I mean, you know, it's where where you can tell it's been meticulous, and they've been they've been coached on their steps, and they've been coached on on their placement. Like they're all they're on the ball the same. They don't crowd the ball on a run and sit back on a pass. They're right, you know. They're yeah. they play it well. Their splits aren't so exaggerated, you know, wide on inside run plays versus being real tight on outside run plays. They got pretty good splits. They don't they don't give away what they're doing. You can't look and say hey, every time that tackle you know, is in a two, they're passing or whatever. Yeah. You know, we played teams like that before where, you know, every time they ran, they got down to three-point stance. When they passed, they got in the two-point stance. And yeah. you're just like, you're just like, wow, man. You know, I don't know if they ever knew it, but yeah. I'll never tell them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll never tell them so long as we're playing them. Exactly. And, you know, I mean, the, the kids are just like, coach, man, you see what they're doing? You're like, yeah. You know, so they just got a little call, you know, to call to each other to let each other know when the when the linemen are down, they're making a call to the linebackers. Linebackers are telling the secondary and, you know, it's just it's you still want to read your keys, but it just kind of gives you a yeah. gives you a little faster faster key read, you know. And, and so, I mean, we're just we're looking for I think people that don't have tails, offensive linemen that 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 pull tight into the line of scrimmage, and they're they're really really tight on the counter pulls and the trap pulls, and they're not wide, you know. And there's so many different ways now to to do stuff. There's a flat pull, there's skip pulls, everything like that. So I just you know I really look for teams that execute that don't blow a ton of assignments, and I look at that. That's a you know, that's, that's kind of the signs of a good offensive line coach, and they're nasty. Yeah. You know, they're going to play all the way through the whistle, man. If you get knocked down, they might be jumping on top of you trying yep. to yep. trying to finish you off, and they're going to, you know, they're going to get a little shove at the whistle and yeah. kind of raises kind of raises the stakes for everybody. And I love it because yeah. we see that on we see that on film. I know, man, it's going to be the week right here. Where we can we can be us. We can cut loose and get after it and be dogs and just crank up everything. It cranks up. If I watch that on film, I'm going to crank it up all week at practice for sure. I'm going to make sure the scout team's going hard that we're you know, that we're getting it on all yeah. week because that's what's getting ready to happen on Friday or Saturday night. So, 
So I just, you know, that's what I look for. And, you know, as a, as a line coach, that's what we always wanted to be. And our, all our offensive line breaks out on nasties. That's what they break out on. And, and they get after them and they're nasty. And our coaches do a great job. Uh, coach Travis Sharp and Coach Heath Iglesias doing, do an awesome job with our offensive line. And they're nasty and physical. And we get better every day at practice. And that's one thing is that I think is huge too is you got to get after it. You got to get after it at practice. And, you know, especially in your small group and stuff, your O line, D line stuff, there's, I always tell them there's no half speed for us. There's not like, hey, you know, let's walk. There's none. We're not going to build bad habits, you know, and anytime we're with them, it's, it's full go and we're, we're getting it in and getting it on pretty good. So yeah. I think, you know, being able to push each other and, and having those guys that go full speed all the time cranks up the intensity of everybody. And it's a, you know, I think it's trained. I mean, I've been places where people didn't go full speed all the time and, and, you know, then they, they could show up on Friday nights and play really well. And I've been in some places where you could, but I don't, I don't believe that you can. I don't think kids can do it. I think you got to go hard. And I mean, you know, back off of them, obviously, but when it's, when it's time that 15 minutes or whatever, when you're going goods on goods, it's got to be, it's got to be full tempo and it's got to be, it's got to be full aggression and everybody getting it on. That sets the yeah. tone for the game. And that's your best game look. You know, team kids are good, but they don't give you the same speed right. as, as the varsity does on Friday night. So once we go against them, whether they're running the other team's scheme or not, I mean, we're we're doing what we do. You know, we're going to play and we're going to we're going to get it in during that that team session or inside run or whatever we actually have live against them. And we try to we try to set up situations, you know, but control them. We'll set up goal line where it's a mentality. My goal line's a mentality, I believe, on both sides of the ball. So we try to put our kids in those positions where. You know, offense, you've got to score. You know, defense, you've got to stop them. Yeah. And that's it. I mean, it's bottom line. You win or you lose. Here we go. It's fourth and, and that's what we say. Hey, it's four-point ball game. Fourth and two, two seconds left. This is it. And we'll run. And we run everybody through. Varsity ones, then varsity twos, then JV, then sophomores. And, and you know, and our freshmen practice separate. But everybody gets it. That way, they, those sophomore kids feel the intensity because it's cranked up on the field. The coaches are coaches are competing. Everybody's competing. Yeah. So, so I think the, the more things you can do where your kids compete, the harder they work without thinking about it because they're out there playing the game of football and they don't think like they're practicing. They're like, we're scrimmaging. You know, we're getting exactly. it on. Exactly. So, so you're getting full speed reps. Everybody's getting better. And they don't, they don't think they're working. They think they're playing. Yeah. 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 I think that's, I think that's key coach. I think that sometimes, you know, as guys get it in their mind that they're not playing football, <laughs> that they're practicing football. And that's not as fun as playing football. You know, no one signs up for football as a little kid or as a seventh grader to go <laughs> practice, right? No, heck um, no. And so I think that, that a lot of that is on us as coaches to create that environment where it is like, hey, dude, let's get it cranked up. And, and yeah. if, it's, if it's me talking a little trash to the offensive line coach, you know, I don't need, really need an excuse to do that because I'm always hey, looking for a way to do that. That's right, man. They deserved it. And yeah, exactly. And then, then the kid, my kids are going to feed off that. You know, they're going to rally around that. I, I, I said this today in practice. Hey, look, I'm all, I'm going to write the checks, but y'all got to cash them for me because I can't go out there and play. You know, I I'm going to talk trash. Y'all got, but y'all got to go back me up and make me not look like an idiot. But I think that's the key. You mentioned it there is that, is that, you know, is creating that situation and that environment where those guys, don't feel like they're just going through another scout team session or another team session or inside. And it's, that it's, it's competition and, and it's on the line and let's put it on the line right now and see what we got. Um, I, I want to go back and talk about a couple of things you mentioned when you were talking about drills. Uh, you, you talked about having y'all, how y'all have escape moves of the day. Uh, that's, yeah. it, that was interesting to me. And, and so I guess talk to me a little bit about what that is and what those are and how you determine 
you know, what kid uses what escape or when you use what, what escape. Talk to me a little bit about that. Well, we just, we have some different, different ones that we work and I'll say, Hey, today, the, today, the move of the day is going to be, you know, we're going to work a two hand, a two hand swipe or two hand throw or some of that nature where, where we'll be in a pre-lock position, go ahead and lock it in. And then, and then I'm on the stimulus, I'm, I'm dropping my arm or whatever it is or snapping the ball. And then they got a lockout and then I'm giving the next stimulus. And then they're working that offensive, the defensive kid, but he's repping as the offensive lineman is going to try to grab that Jersey as hard as he can. He's going to grab the guy's Jersey as hard as he can. And we're working like a two hand swipe where we're either knocking it off, trying to knock, trying to knock that guy's arm off our Jersey or a chop or we're chopping down on the arm with our outside arm or a salute where we're trying to rip off the block and get our elbow high and get our hand, get our hand past our head. Like we're saluting, or we don't really swim. We do a swipe where we're going to come tight into arm over. It's just really an arm over move. And it's just coming tight off that guy's arm and swiping by and then kind of pushing him out of the way as we swipe by the arm. So there's ways, different ways to get off blocks. And then obviously the rip move where, we're just ripping and we're getting the hands off of us and, and getting our using the full rip and getting our arm up, getting our arm up and elbow up as high as we can on that. So I just give them, you know, we, we, uh, I went out to LSU in the spring, probably two or three springs ago before coach O would become the head coach and he was still coaching the D line and, and they had a, a pass rush of the uh, move of the day and, and, a and a off block move of the day. And I like that. So I just kind of brought that back whenever I came back and said, Hey, you know, something we're going to work today, but we work all of them. So, you know, I just, and we'll point it out on film. We'll say, hey, great job. Look right here. This guy's working a handover just like we worked. And, you know, we, we pointed out probably four times from our scrimmage the other day on different stuff that we had done and, and seeing guys do that. So, I mean, that's this, that's big. And some days I'll, I'll we'll just do whatever. So, hey, if you use this, if you can get off a block using this, and we teach them the right time. So it's, you know, as the old lineman punched me low or his hands low, then we're going to knock him down and go over the top of him. As he punched me too high, and we're going to press his hands up and try to go underneath him. You know, so I mean, it's, it's, you know, just constantly just teaching them basically a counter to whatever you do. We ought to be able to, we ought to be able to do something to, to get off of it, you know, or to, or to escape. So, so just kind of trying to get them a counter move to whatever you did. Are you leaning forward, forward too much where I can pull you in and swipe over real tight? You know, are you, right. are you, are you holding on to me, giving me too much resistance when I'm trying to rip off of the, say they're, they're working lateral or something like that in the outside zone? I'm trying to rip off. I'm getting held. Can I take my backside arm? and clear and rip off your arm and salute and get off that block and open my head and work flat down the line. I mean, just, just all that stuff. And, you know, basically just gives them something to think about, you know, gives them, yeah. give them something to keep their mind on. And I say, after that pass rush move of the day, you know, stab, club, chop, stab, club, chop. And our guys do a great job keeping their hands back. So we got to stab to get their hands up. Yeah. As soon as the hands come up, we're clubbing, we're clubbing and, and chopping through, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You know, or, or stab club rip, whatever we're trying to do, you know, for the day. And, and you know, by the end of camp, everybody's by the end of camp and in the spring ball, everybody knows everybody's moves. Everybody knows all the calls. So it's just, you know, it's just go and play, you know, yeah. and, and we have some, you know, on the flip side, we have some really good offensive linemen. So it really, really helps, helps us get better every time we go against them in every drill. Yeah. So and that's, that's what it is. And, and they, they, they make us, they make us have to be technique sound by the things that they do. And, and which which really helps us because we get in some games and you know some teams aren't as technique sound and our kids eat it up and you know they're able to make a ton of plays and you know because I think that just because we work so hard at practice and because we give them you know the the little things to to focus on you know we always yes. look at the big picture we want to take yes. care of all the little things to make sure that the little things add up to the to the big things getting taken care of. That's exactly right. And I love all the details that, that go along with that. You know. 
Um, a lot of times we were like, dude, just get off the block, man. You know, we, we've all said that in the film, like, man, hey, man, get off a block right here. Yeah. But That's right. Ha, are we really going through? Have we gone through and, and actually talked about that kid and shown him and we repped it like exactly what that looks like, you know? And then I think with what y'all are doing is, is giving, and you mentioned this earlier, you mentioned this terminology and. I use the same terminology when I'm talking about pass rush moves. Is you give them tools for in, in their toolbox, they're not you know you don't necessarily use them all. You're going to find the one or two that that suits you that you like best, or maybe suit the the type of player you're going up against, and that's the one that you pull out. You know, um, but having all those things at their disposal that they can turn to, so that way, no matter what the situation is, there's no excuse for not being able to get off a block or not being able to escape or. You know, there's no excuse for them coming out to the sideline saying, Coach, he's holding. Right? I always say exactly. saying he's holding is like saying he's breathing. I mean, they're gonna yeah. hold. So th- don't don't tell me about that. You you know how to get off of it. We've repped it, so get off of it. So that's right. That's high school coaches say athletes don't get held. If you're gonna get <laughs> held, if you're gonna get held, you gotta go play offense. That's right. That's right. I like that. <laughs> I'm I'm definitely gonna use that one for sure. I like that. Um you also a lot in a lot of your drills. You know, you talked about going to the uh, to the low boy and starting from a six point stance and sort of progressing up. Uh, and definitely, that's a way to, to to really work on that hand strike, but also that explosiveness. And you mentioned that. And I, one thing you said that I really really liked is that uh, you know if you're exploding with your hips, that your feet will follow. So. Uh, I guess go in more depth about your about the the, the work that you do on the low boy and, and why. Uh, why that is so important to you and how have you seen the, the, the fruits of that, uh, of, of working on a low boy so much and spending so much time on that. Why is that so important? It sets our pad level. We've had a, we've had a, you know, I know you have some really tall ones and we've had some over the last couple of years, we've had some six, five, six, 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 four defensive linemen that, you know, the, which they're all at college and, and the guys at college are that big, but a lot of the offensive linemen in high school are five ten, five eleven, six foot. And, you know, they have, and they're, they're down, they're real low, they're down in our chest and everything like that. So we want to get to the low boys, we want to get our pads set, we want to be able to play low, but also to, to, to be able to come out, like you said, with that hip explosiveness. So we're, I mean, we'll start in a six point and just, just fire into that, into that low boy. And I'm just, I want them to be able to land a strike and to punch and feel what that feels like and to be able to lock their arms out. Yes. You know, and lock their, lock their elbows and press. And for us, it's huge because a lot of teams, you know, a lot of teams are, are gone to where they're inside zone, they're, there may be a little counter, maybe a little power, but that's all they're doing. And then their RPO off all that. Right. You know, or, or some stress. So, I mean, it's, it's a lot of our blocks are, are just one-on-one. That guy's, I'm a three technique. The guard's trying to push me out. Yeah. So, so we're, we're learning to fight pressure with pressure and shove that guard back in the hole. So yeah. for us, a lot of times what we see is the guard will come and punch us and we'll be tested. We'll be chest to chest, but we'll be in our gap. And then we'll just be able to press and lock those guys out. And now we control them. Like we, we control the B gap. I'm in the B gap. You're in the A gap. You ain't going anywhere. Like that's my right. gap. Right. And so, so that's been huge for us is coming off. And I feel like because we push that low boy and we're used to playing so low, they're like, we'll be under, we'll have six foot four kids that are playing underneath five foot 10 kids. Yeah. You know, and being yeah. under those guys' pads and like, it, cause they're just used to it. They don't know anything different. And, and it's the same. Like our line's huge. Like I was saying, and we're, we're, we're down there and they, and they, they are too. I mean, we're, we're down at goal line and it's, you think everybody's five foot two on the field, man. It's everybody's down there low, ready to play. And like I said, it just, it just helps us. And, and we believe in it. And I believe in, I believe in hand strike. And I know as an offensive line coach, if my guys couldn't, if they went to go block a D lineman and the guy punched us and locked us out and just held us at bay, like it's like a helpless feeling. What are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yep. You know, you're like, okay, I went, to, I got, I hit this guy as hard as I could, and, and he, he just, he just pushed me away and just held me there and held his gap. You know, yeah. so it's for us, that's that's huge, and, and getting that explosiveness, and we want to be quick, and we want to have quick twitch and be able to fire. And so we do a ton of dots, ton of jump rope with those guys, uh, explosive cleans, and and pause squats, blowing up out of the bottom and things like that. But but we really want those guys to be able to shoot out of their hips and, and punch and press as hard as they can without having to cock their arms back. You know, and just to be able to punch, be able to punch from the chest. So it's kind of just building that. I feel like you just build that, build that explosion by kind of giving them stimulus all through all season to where their reaction time so yeah. quick. Yeah. To where as soon as they see that ball flinch, they're they're popping right as the offensive lineman's moving. Right. You know, so every a lot of drills that we do all through all season and all through the summer and things that we do are all stimulus and you know where they're having to go right now, but we're no, nobody's saying anything. Yeah. You know, especially for our defensive kids, is we want those guys to be able to quick trigger. So it's it's all you can do to make them quicker and, and dot. We're a huge believer in dots and jump ropes and everything for those guys just to, to build, to try to build that, you know, that foot speed and any kind of quickness and any kind of explosiveness that they might have. But, right. but I mean, that's, that's my deal on the low boys. I want them down there and then when we're in a stance, we're going to punch that thing and try to bend that metal. Yeah. I told them, if you break it, and I said, if you break it, man, we'll frame it for you. Yeah. So we're, yeah. we're trying to bend it. We're trying to bend that metal back and we got our feet buzzing a million miles per hour and we're fully locked out and, and then, you know, we give them a stimulus and they rip off, you know, and we'll compete too. I mean, we'll, we'll compete, you know, rip off and get flat. First one to get flat and touch their cone wins. And those dudes are, they're, they're, just, they're locked out, feet buzzing. And as soon as we drop the stimulus or whatever it is, man, they're wolf. They're yeah. getting it. So then they get used to like, if all you do is come off blocks and go full speed, that's all you know. Yeah. You know, so there shouldn't be anything yeah. of coming off a block and standing there. So it's, you know, we're just we're big on it, and I'm not as loud. I like it because because it sets their pad level, and I think it sets a tone that, that we're going to be aggressive and we're going to punch. Yeah, you know, lets them know that we're going to we're going to punch you, we're going to attack you. So you know, and you're you're trying to do the same thing to us. So, yeah. yeah, you know, it's it's, it's that kind of game. It's still violent in the trenches, and, and it's still you know still a lot of hand to hand combat down there in the trenches. So so we're going to be good at it. If it's, if it's if it's part of the game, we're gonna we're gonna rep it for sure. So yeah. And I think one thing that those guys got to understand is, is that the better their punch, the cleaner it makes everything else for them. You know, like it, it's so oh, much yeah. easier to read things when I got a firm grasp on that dude's chest plate. And, you know, the, the harder I come off and punch, like we talk about having eyes in the palms of our hands, like that, that clears everything else up. You know, shoot first, ask questions later is what, is what we like say. That. Like, man, get, get, get your hands, shoot first, get, get your hands on them. Then, then we can figure out where the ball is going. But the, the, the harder my punch is, it's going to clean everything else up for me. Because as you mentioned, you know, that offensive lineman in his head, he's like, all right, I got to take a bucket step to the right or a zone step to the right or whatever. But then all of a sudden they get punched in the chest. They're not thinking about that anything else except just surviving the next three or four seconds. You know, right. that, that is that's a helpless, right, sucky feeling. For I was just saying, yeah, it's it a, a helpless, sucky feeling for those guys, and that's what we want on our side of the ball. So, exactly, I'm gonna steal that from you. The, the eyes and the palms of my hand, I like that. Yeah, well, I stole it from somebody else, and I, I, I've it's been so long that I've just taken, I've taken over and, and take you know took credit for it by myself, but I definitely didn't make it up. So, okay, coach. Well, you know, we are. Um, I, I, we're already getting close to an hour and, and and especially with us being in season i want to be respectful of your time and the guys listening to because i know that time is at a premium for for coaches and and anybody listening to this podcast right now uh is you know if they're a coach they got a, a million other things they could be doing uh so so i want to be respectful of that but i do want to close it out with some uh light-hearted questions that we got here and and uh and then we'll then we'll, we'll let you go but um 
I've asked this question once before, and I'm interested to hear what you what you had to say. Uh, who is a defensive lineman, living or deceased, that you would pay money to see play? Reggie White, no doubt. The Minister of Defense. Now, the no. Minister of Defense, bad as that there was, man, he could take 330, 340 pound guys and topple them with a club to the shoulder. Yeah, the hump move, baby. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean that's that's unbelievable, man. He'd be up underneath them and. and you know, I mean, it's it's hard. You know, it's hard to do. Yeah. And just just watching that guy play and how, you know, how about the team he was, and it wasn't ever about him. Yeah. You know, it was, it was always about the team, and I always I always respected that, and just just love watching that guy play and fly around. Yeah, of course. So that's that's a great choice. Okay. So um, a few weeks ago, we had you know we got the XFL coming up in 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 twenty twenty in February, I think, is when it's starting. And they just rolled out the uh, the team names and the logos. And you're in the Houston area. Houston's got a team. Dallas has a team. There's some other other places. I'm curious if you've seen those, and, and if if so, what's your favorite team name or, or and and logo? I don't even know what our team name is, but I saw the logo the other day, and it looks like the old Houston Oilers logo. Yes. Except it's like the Texans colors, and I like I'm not sure what their name is. Yeah, it's the Rough I remember that, that dude. He hated me from the XFL. That's, a, that's about it. And Vince McMahon, I loved, I loved wrestling growing up. So Vince McMahon was, uh, you know, he was, he was, uh, ran it all. So yeah. that's it. But I like the new Houston logo. I yeah. don't know what the name of the team is, but I like the logo. Yeah, they're the Houston Roughnecks. And you're right, it does look a lot like the old Oilers logo. And it made me think I need to break out my old Houston Oilers starter jacket uh, I'll do it, back man. in the day. And uh, and and rip that thing. Okay, I'll send you. I'll send you a snow cap or a snow toboggan to wear with it. With a little fuzzy ball on there top. You go. Of there you one. go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, all right. Last one. Uh, let's let's hear about your most memorable game as a high school football coach. Uh, it's probably two years ago in the playoffs in the first round. We played a high-powered uh, team from Fort Bend Bush that had been averaging about forty-three points a game, and we shut them out, beat them fourteen to nothing in the first round of the playoffs. And it was a, the first shutout for Taylor high school in like seven seasons. And it came in the playoffs when we had to have it and kind of, they were, they were eight and one or some of that nature. And, you know, we were, we had gone through a crazy year and a lot of ups and downs. No one really believed in us except for the, the coaches and the, the kids in the locker room. And we went out there and just played a, played a flawless game and, and shut them out. And I just, you know, the feeling that night was, was awesome. You know, just knowing what, what we all, we've been through that year and, and losing uh, losing our top defensive player, you know, in the second game of the year, and wow. losing our head coach after the first game of the year. I mean, it's, a lot of stuff happened that year. So for those kids to to persevere and win a playoff game against a, a heavily favored Fort Bend Bush team and to shut them out was awesome. Yeah, you know, so yeah. it was really good, and that was that was really cool for those kids to to be able to go out on that high note and or not go out. They lost. We lost the next week in the playoffs, but to be able to experience that and go yeah. through that, yeah, was wow. was just awesome. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, well, Coach, once again, thank you so much for taking some time out of your game prep this week and, and sitting down and talking with us. And uh, definitely want to uh, want to want to keep in touch with you and and uh, wish you the best of luck this Friday night. Sounds great, Coach. Same thing to you. I appreciate you having me on and, and all the D line coaches out there. He who controls the chest controls life. Control that chest. Good stuff, Coach. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thanks again to Coach Jensen for talking with us today, and congratulations to the Mustangs on a big win over Cypress Springs this past week, and good luck to them as they take on Deer Park Saturday night. Make sure you give Coach Jensen a follow on Twitter, at CoachJensen3, and make sure to give us a follow on Twitter as well, at KYPD Podcast, and be sure to rate and review this podcast. That way we can get our content out to more and more coaches. 
Our quote of the day, you heard Coach Jensen say it there at the end of his interview, but our quote of the day is, he who controls the chest controls life. Ain't that the truth? Anyway, coaches, good luck this week. Go pour into your kids. Enjoy each moment you have with your guys. But always remember, you better keep your pads down.